You are listening to the Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Hello, Questers. As the man might say, I hope he would say, we're great. If, uh, if my bad joke didn't land, it's because we're talking cereal today and you picked the right podcast because we have, we are doing some quarantine taste tests today. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. Got a lot of cereal in front of me, so I can't complain. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, we've been talking about doing a, a, food podcast for a while now and it's a little bit challenging when we're not in the same room but we have made a couple adjustments we're still not in the same room but we figured cereal was a good topic to talk about heck it's probably a great topic for quarantine and uh and hopefully the audio quality is a little bit better brian has provided a a a microphone my my old mic back so now we can see how this goes if it's not better then sorry (laughs) <laughs> no, you sound better, Justin. Don't worry. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Th- that th- doesn't mean the content is any better, but uh Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. You sound not better. So, I can't guarantee anything good that comes from this podcast. Except for my stomach being full because of all of these great cereals, quote-unquote great cereals in front of me. Yeah. Uh, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, can we start with yesterday afternoon when I went looking for these cereals? And the thought behind this was, oh, what's an easy way to be able to get food that is the exact same for both of us? And we thought, oh, cereal is pretty easy. I mean, you come in these, or when we were kids, they came in, you know, these packs and you had like a sampler pack. And, yep. you know, you'd get a bunch of different kinds. And, and so I went into the, the grocery store and into the cereal aisle, walked up and down the aisle, and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And then I called you, Justin. And right as I called you, I finally saw the sampler packs. And nice. I was like, oh, I found them. And you had no idea what I was talking about. No, I was completely lost. I actually forgot we were even recording which was partly why I was like, what are you doing? Why are you calling me in the grocery store? <laughs> so, you know, it quickly came to me after you talked about cereal. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's been a, it's been a while. I, you know what, Brian, I, before we jump into this, I know you usually kick it to this, but I'm going to do the kicking this time because I want to know like your background on cereal. And, you know, as we get into this topic and we'll go over what we have in front of us, but what's what's your background, and then I'll I'll go over mine. Yeah, I mean, I think like most kids who grew up eating cereal. I will say that you know I don't want to give too much away from our friendship test and, sure. and some of my favorites, but I wouldn't say I was an overly avid eater of cereal. Nowadays, I'm not someone who breaks out cereal for dinner. You know, I I don't just pop open some cereal. I honestly don't know the last time I actually ate cereal like I, I don't okay um, alright I guess maybe maybe I had some Cheerios uh, the, the other thing to, to kind of preface is I do like oatmeal 
So oh, technically, right. oatmeal would be a warm or a hot cereal. And we'll, sure. we can get into that in a little bit. Sure. But as far as cold cereal, you know, not I, I don't. I used to keep milk around quite a bit, and so would have it a little bit more. But kind of phasing milk out of of my purchases at the store meant I don't have much cereal. I will say, one of my favorite dessert treats to make are called Scotcheroos, and those contain Rice Krispie treats, mm. and. Or excuse me, Rice Krispies with uh, yeah. peanut butter and a bunch of sugar and uh, more sugar, more sugar, and yes. then you top it with the uh, butterscotch and chocolate. And I actually just made some of those the other day, and it's unfortunate because I have almost eaten the whole. I was going to say, we're doing a cereal podcast and you can't even provide any for me when you drop things off, Brian. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Well, they're almost all, all gone and I made them <laughs> on all Sunday. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. What about well, you? Well, yeah. I, so I, I was expecting, for some reason, I pegged you as a cereal guy. I don't know what qualifies someone as that, but I anticipated you to be very feverishly in love with cereal and... So I, I was, I'm a little taken aback, but I'm actually very similar to you. Uh, and maybe this is just our stage in our lives. We're both, you know, in our, our thirties and we don't have kids. So there's not as much, you know, cereal around. So that might be part of it, but I, I'm not a, a huge cereal person. Uh, when I was younger, um, and this will probably come up too. Um, but when I was younger, I would eat a little bit of cereal here and there, but I don't know, honestly, like, I think the last time I actually sat sat down and had a bowl of cereal might have been 15 years ago. <laughs> like I, I just don't eat it. So you know, I I I'm intrigued by this topic because I know some people are very passionate about it, and I would say that we're, we're after today's episode, the research we've done, I, I would think we're both pretty knowledgeable on the topic, but. It'll be interesting to see, you know, getting into some taste tests that we're going to do here, how our taste buds take it. And also, I haven't eaten much sugar in the last four or five months. Uh-oh. So this is, uh, I mean, I eat it sometimes, don't get me wrong, but I'm curious if all my mouth will be on sugar overload because this is a heck of a lot of sugar in front of me. Yeah, you know, I, I do, I take that back. I, I have eaten cereal somewhat recently and... I guess it would have been at a hotel that I stayed at in about January. And okay. that's really kind of the only times I will have cereal is like yeah. continental style breakfasts. Yep. Yeah, that that's fair. I, I might have indulged once or twice in a continental breakfast that had cereal, though it's only if they only have cereal um, that, I'll, that I'll jump in on it. But uh but yeah, that's probably that's a pretty good point. It's really not many other moments in my life where I have cereal. And the sugary cereals, which we have a lot of, that that's the other yes. thing. Is yep. that's a little bit I mean, there's obviously those options at the continental style breakfasts at hotels, but you know, normally they're like the frosted flakes or or not some of these options that we have. And and you know, just going into some of the options, so I got a sampler pack of both Kellogg's and General Mills, and you know they'll pop up a lot in our history, but they they seem to be fairly similar in terms of 
what their offerings are. So we're going to do a little bit of comparison between the two. So from, from the General Mills, we're going to be looking at some tricks. And to compare that, from the Kellogg side, we're going to look at some Fruit Loops. And then on we have a chocolate option. So from the Kellogg side, we have Cocoa Crisps. And from General Mills, we have the Cocoa Puffs. And then uh, we decided that uh, it was going to be kind of a dealer's choice for the final options. And, and some of the options that we have are Cheerios from General Mills. So we have Cheerios, Frosted Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios. We have some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Golden Grams, Lucky Charms, all from General Mills. And then we have some Pops, Apple Jacks, and Frosted Flakes to round out the options from uh, the uh, Kellogg's. Now, one of the interesting takes that that I want to know your thoughts on, I'm so used to the old school boxes from these sampler packs that would yep. you could potentially turn into your little bowl. Yes. That yeah. one from the Kellogg's, they still came in the box, but there was no bowl option. Yeah. I wonder if if that's some cuz I noticed that as well. I was I was curious why it wasn't that way because the last time I probably had these samplers it was that way but you know that that design of the box probably cost them a little bit extra to, to do that and maybe they were like it's not really worth it let's cut down on costs and make this as cheap as possible because it what was it only a couple bucks per per each set right yeah it was like uh three or four bucks for the you know eight different types or eight different yeah. boxes not necessarily different types the kellogg's had some redundancy but um eight you know servings yeah which i i feel like that's pretty pretty good deal for for all that we got so maybe, for, for all know, the maybe options they're... for sure i mean like if you think about eight servings in a large box like that's you know pretty expensive but um, yeah you know for for the options that we got that that's pretty good now, the other take that I want to get from you is the the bags that came in the Kellogg, uh, the, excuse me, not the Kellogg's, the General Mills. They just straight up came in pouches. Yep. Thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it was definitely not expected. It was a little weird, but they were able to pack it into a pretty small space, which I kind of appreciate. I was surprised with how many options were in there. They didn't double up either, so that was pretty great. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm not against it. It it poured fine. It opened fine uh, in our initial pour, and uh, or my initial pour at least. Um, so I, I don't have any issues with it. It's just a little weird. Yeah, it almost feels so, like potato chips. It does a little bit. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, should we jump into the news? Let's do it. All right, so my news actually is a uh, interesting serial news. Um, it's less news and more just you need to know this if you like cereal. And so, so my news actually was that people, uh, mainly on TikTok and and some other social media channels, are making their own cereal except it's not what you would think. People are making cereal out of pancakes. And 
what they're doing is that they're taking uh, pancake mix, they're placing it in a uh, little circular, you know, if you put it into a plastic bag and kind of push out into little circular, little coins almost of, of pancakes and flipping them enough to get a bunch of these little, little uh, pancakes, putting them into a bowl and then they're drenching them with whatever you want. Uh, most of them were drenched with butter and, and uh, syrup, but you could put milk in it too. Like it's honestly, I saw this in my research and I was like, this is amazing. This is such a good idea. And I think I might actually try it to create kind of your own cereal. Cause I love pancakes. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite breakfast foods. Uh, I'm not a huge cereal fan, but I love the merge of both of these things together. So I just wanted to share that people are creative and I'm excited to try this new recipe. I shouldn't have let you go first because when I saw the title of your your news, I knew our, our news was related. <laughs> well, I stole your thunder then. You did. You did because my news actually played off of your news and the fact oh, that, really? that yes the the pancake idea for cereal has evolved so much they also had donuts uh as another option yes and the, i saw that yeah the most recent one is now mini croissant cereal where people are mm. taking full-sized pillsbury dough that that you could buy the, the you know uh, pre-made croissant dough yeah right and they're cutting them into smaller triangles and rolling them into little croissants baking them and they become really small crispy cereal pieces so you know it, it's crazy because it, it i mean it, we've just evolved so much and it's the exact same story that you had so but it, but it's an evolution to the story and i like that because now people I, I almost, I almost uh, decided to speak to the donut one, and I said, "That's crazy. Nobody's making donuts. That is a whole. You have a hopped up fryer and a whole thing. Like this is an elaborate thing. But pancakes or croissants in this case, like those are people. Anybody can just go into their kitchen right now and make, make that. Yeah, the like, little, that's, the little croissants actually looked really tasty. Like it, it, it looked good. The problem I would have with, with the pancakes is that there's no crunch to it like i mean you would have to really overcook the pancakes to make them you know really that hard kind of cereal uh with milk or anything like that i saw a lot yeah. of people make you know mixing it with their syrup and and eating them by the spoonful but not mixing it with milk i, I didn't see too many people mixing it with milk yeah i think the, the your version is uh, looks like more people are, are mixing it with milk, whereas, yeah, mine, I think people were more excited to have just mini pancakes with drenched in syrup and less milk. But but I did see one or two people try it with milk. All right. Well, so I've dove into the uh, Cocoa Krispies first. And so mm. I'm going the chocolate route first. And I got to say, to my recollection, I don't know that I've ever tried a chocolate whatever cereal type um, Never. I don't think I've ever done that until now. That's crazy. Well, I mean, 
I, I didn't want to have dessert at, you know, breakfast time. Were you a kid before? Did you grow up? Because I feel like every kid just wants... I mean, maybe it's it's dependent on your parent, right? And I mean, half of that you could I mean, we we could spend a whole episode on just how to mar how marketers do with marketing to kids and whatnot. And this is a perfect example. They're marketing specifically to a kid, not an adult, not a parent. They're trying to get kids to eat this. And the chocolatey ones. This is why I, I was really curious to try them. It's been years since I've had them, but just like what. Um, you know, I don't know, like, how do you, how do they taste against each other is what I'm looking at. And, and my pause is because I just realized I have all this cereal in front of me and no spoon. So <laughs> I will improvise. Okay. Well, uh, well, while I break down the cocoa, um, the cocoa options for me, so I just tried both of them. I got to say, I'm, I'm not a fan of the cocoa puff, the cocoa crispies. I'm okay with, I think, you know, it, it provides enough cocoa flavor to it, but the cocoa puff, I almost felt like I was going to bite into a peanut butter Captain Crunch. Okay. Yeah. And, and get that type of, not that, um, type of peanut flavor, peanut butter flavor, but more of the, you know, amount of flavor that I was going to get. And I really didn't get that much chocolate flavor from the cocoa puff, and so I was a little disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's very there's a lot better cereals that are in the puff form that even look like this. Um, most of them, including peanut butter, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would agree with you that on on the the puffs that they're a little underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, honestly, like I, almost borderline not good. But I would also argue because I just dug into the cocoa crispies. There's really nothing to them either. <laughs> I I don't know if I felt like because of the amount, like they're they're covered all around. That I mean, you just look at the amount of surface space for cocoa to go onto that you're getting actual m more cocoa flavor. I mean, I like the texture of the Cocoa Krispies better, but yeah, I mean, it's just overall pretty underwhelming for as chocolatey as I thought they would be. And they just taste like cocoa powder. It's just nothing, I don't know, nothing special about it in my opinion. Yeah. I would yeah. I would rate them a, uh, I don't know, a two out of five. Yeah, a meh, meh. Um, meh, yeah, meh is good example all right well hopefully our knowledge for today is not mess so let's jump into some dropping knowledge as we normally do i am the history guy and justin is the stats guy so we're going to start with some history and you know serial history actually we, we talked about serial in multiple other episodes so they, they came up in the peanut butter episode as well as the beer episodes and the idea of cereal is actually, you know, this bread. And so we are specifically talking about breakfast cereals. And, you know, I think that's that's lost on some people that, that the idea of a bread or, or um, something that's built from yeast is actually the true cereal. But it really all started in the, the 16th century when Native Americans developed grits, 
which is a mashed up corn texture. And this food really caught on with the settlers in the south, but really never did uh, in the north. So then we fast forward to the, the late 19th century, and there was actually an uh, effort to cut back on excessive meat consumption at breakfast. And Seventh-day Adventists, based in Michigan, uh, made it part of their religion. Sorry, what was the part of their religion? The, to cut back on, on meat consumption at breakfast. Got it. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. And uh, so in 1854, Fernan Fernandine Schumacher started the German Mills American Oatmeal Company as the nation's first commercial oatmeal manufacturer. And then in 1877, they adopted the Quaker symbol. And, you know, really we started out the beginning of, of the breakfast cereals with the hot breakfast cereal. So it wasn't until a little bit later that we actually had the introduction of the cold breakfast cereal. Mm -hmm. So then in, in 1888, uh, seven of the largest mills actually combined under the Quaker Oats brand. And, you know, it's still in, in manufacturing today. And, and it's that got that iconic logo for all the oats and, and oatmeal that you might be buying. I honestly don't know any other brand than the Quaker Oats off the top of my head. So they are a pretty large market share, I'm sure, there yeah. in that market. Um, I am yep. a big fan of oatmeal, um, I will say. I love a little brown sugar on my oatmeal. So... As far as the cold cereal timeline, uh, in 1863, James Caleb Jackson, a religiously conservative vegetarian who ran a medical uh, sanitarium in western New York, created a breakfast cereal from graham flour dough that was so dry and so hard that you actually had to soak it in milk overnight. And he called this gran granula. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of like granola. Kind of like granola. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> yep. This actually never became popular because of the intensive process that required it to eat. I don't think I would ever want to soak something overnight to have to eat it in the morning. We then saw John Harvey Kellogg, a surgeon who ran the Western Health Reform in Battle Creek, Michigan, and he invented his own form of granula and he called it granola ah there it is yep so in 1891 uh, he actually acquired a patent for the a cornflake cereal and then in in 1906 kellogg's brother william k kellogg broke away from his his brother and bought the rights to the patent and started the kellogg toasted cornflake company and uh, a fun fact about this company, and, and you know, we have Kellogg's here, is this is actually W.K. or or William K. Kellogg's signature that we see as the logo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's where that came from. Another fun fact is that my I have a friend whose maiden name is Kellogg, and oh. I when I was doing this research last night, I was like, wait. Your your maiden name's Kellogg. You're from Battle Creek, Michigan. 
Like you have to be related to W.K. Kellogg in some you know form or fashion, right? She's like, yeah, like way, like great, 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 way down the line, um, you know, some relative. So uh, I actually guess know somebody who's related to the Kellogg's family. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, C.W. Post was actually a former Kellogg patient. And he created grape nuts in the late 19th century. And he eventually started uh, the, the company uh, General Mills. In 1921, a health clinician actually spilled wheat granula on a hot stove and watched it transform into del- delicious wheat flakes. And this became uh, known as Wheaties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this was part of the the Post Company, and and Wheaties uh, or Post, excuse me, uh, would become General Mills in, or excuse me, Post became General Foods. General Mills was formed in 1928. Post changed its name to General Foods. So, Whoa. a little confusing there. Yeah, for sure. So General Mills engineer Thomas R. James created the puffing gun, which inflates or distorts cereal pieces into puffed up shapes. And this technology was used in 1937 to create Kix cereal and in 1941 to create Cheerios, which was later named Cheerios. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the 1950s... actually just... Sorry one um, thing that came to mind so you were saying the 40s there with some of these I mean I was watching some old commercials and I was like oh wow I didn't realize that these cereal brands have been around since the you know 60s and 70s but they've obviously been around much longer than them yeah Um, yeah a lot of these main ones so uh, in 1950s the, the cereal companies started to use sugar as a selling point and so that's when the Frosted Flakes came into play and Tony the Tiger was introduced. So they really started to to play up to the uh, the kids. It's really coincided with the baby boom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's a cereal boom too because it's, I mean, so many people there that would probably got in, get out into cereal. Yeah. In 1956, General Mills created the Tear Strip uh, to easily open packages so we can somewhat attribute some of this easily open packaging to our friends at General Mills and then in the 1970s the fruit flavor corn uh, excuse me the fr- fruit flavor cereal boom happened so we had the introduction of things like Count Chocula Frankenberry, Blueberries uh, Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa pub- Pebbles uh, among other things and then uh, in 1979, we had the introduction of Honey Nut Cheerios by uh, General Mills, which we have as an option. You know, we also have the Frosted Cheerios and, and the regular Cheerios, but building off of the the idea of the sugary um, cereals. And then in the 1990s and the 2000s, we've really come to a point where it's kind of the healthy eating cereals with things like the Kashi lines and, and um, other 
health food cereals that are supposed to be a little bit better for you and you know less sugar and and all of that type of stuff so that really kind of encompasses all of the history for cereal and you know now you can head into your stats as i try some other other cereals here yeah well as as i get into my stats i did want to touch on the fruity combo so we had fruit loops and we had um tricks and we wanted to taste test these because i think they're pretty much the same between Kellogg's and Fruit Loops and then uh, General Mills and, and Tricks. Now, I went through and tried both of them. I would, I would say that the, that the Tricks is better, in my opinion. I think that they're, one, more fun because you have you know, all the shapes within it. But then also they, uh, I don't know, they're just like a little bit better tasting both of them in general i would say are a, a, a step above just ever so slightly but a step above the chocolatey um ones that we tested i'd probably give them a three out of five in a rating scale um with with tricks maybe borderline four but probably lean three out of five on that one but but yeah i thought they were uh not bad not bad i also wanted to say too when we poured these out i don't know if you got it it, but these more than any other cereals we've tried so far made me feel like a kid again like the smell yeah. of these cereals just like it's crazy how a smell can bring back bring a memory back to you but like that that I found myself doing that with some with those two cereals and just the fruitiness and sugariness of, of them yeah I, I would agree I, you know you, you kind of chided me for not having tried any of the chocolate cereals but like to me these tasted sugary more sugary than the the cocoa versions did i don't know about you yeah but yeah no i agree with that i agree with that like this tastes more like childhood than the, the cocoa yeah i i and maybe it's just because these types of fruitiness sugariness is you know, not as common, whereas cocoa is more common in some of the things that we're eating as adults. I don't know, but but yeah, I, I definitely got a got more flashbacks from the fruity ones. Now, but. okay, so I tried the the tricks, and you know, I was trying them one at a time too to try to remember if they actually were flavored dis differently. Obviously, they're not. Yeah, but are the Fruit Loops? No. I haven't tried. I'm trying them right now. I was going to make a comment about that. I feel like they are, but that could be in my head. Whereas the Fruit Loops, to me, were just like you wouldn't eat them separate. You just eat them all together, and it's just fruitiness. No, tricks weren't. Oh, tricks weren't. No, neither of them all, are. They're all the same. Oh, okay, then they're all the same. <laughs> but but that's that goes to tell you though the shapes messed with my mind a little bit because I thought that maybe they were tasting a little bit different yeah. depending on what I ate. But um, no, all fruit, yeah, all, all the same flavor. Um, okay. Well, well, let me uh, while you're digging through that, and then maybe trying some other ones in a dealer's choice round. Uh, I'll jump into some stats, and I want to breeze through these because I actually have stats on a lot of our debates that we're gonna have, so we can always you know go over some more stats there. But but yeah, so the market for cereal 
um, is expected to grow 3% per year to reach 40 billion in 2023, according to some new research and analysis from Packaged Foods, uh, which is a, a leading market research firm. This is after, honestly, a few years of decline in the market. Uh, five years ago, there were some pretty pretty significant drops in concerns within the cereal, the cereal industry uh, because, and, and there's a number of factors that kind of came into play with that, but one of the reasons was that millennials were actually eating less cereal. So we're, there's a, there's a couple of reasons for that as well. And I think one is uh, millennials are, tend to be a little bit more health conscious at this stage. And two, they're waiting longer than, than baby boomers to have kids. So the likelihood to have cereal in the house is, is a factor. But then also uh, this one study by uh, Mintel found that 39% of millennials were f- found cereal impractical because it required rinsing off a dish at meal's end. <laughs> so that to me is ridiculous. And also like many, th- this, this came up in a, a handful of articles that I was reading and the articles all, all were kind of bashing millennials for being lazy. And I was like, well, yeah, okay, that's fair. That it could be misleading, but it also, there's a lot of other factors at why it's not just because they don't want to wash a dish. Um, there's plenty of ways to eat, you know, cereal without having to deal with dishes as much, but yeah. So anyway, so that was, that was one big reason. But jumping into some of the brands, you talked about market share a little bit. So General Mills expanded its market share to more than 31.5%. And Post has nearly 20%, while Kellogg's has lost a bit of its share, but it's it's now fallen to 28.5% of the category. So really, it's these three that dominate the, uh, the cereal market. And then these Quaker and private label brands also saw some decline, um, drop, dropping um, to 6% and 7.6% respectively. So, um, but really, again, it's, it's those top ones that, that really are the dominators. And top brands of cereal are actually General Mills Honey Nut Cheerio, Cheerios, Cheerios uh, at $472 million. Dollars in sales. This is of 2019. Uh, Number two is Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, which we have as well at 421 million. And then number three is General Mills Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So you'll notice with these, they're, I mean, the, the Cheerios tends to be a little bit more adult, less kitty. Kellogg's kind of is borderline or sorry, not Kellogg's, but Frosted Flakes to me are kind of, they're not as flashy as some of the kid cereals, but they do resonate with kids. And then um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is kind of one of those trends, I think transcendent cereals that kids seem to like, and then adults will still indulge as they get older. But, but I wanted to look a little bit into the sugar impact or the sugar on, on some of these. So uh, apparently, according to the Child and Adult Care Food Program, 
a service of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, facilities cannot serve breakfast cereals that contain more than 21.2 grams of sugar per 100 grams of dry cereal. The value is calculated by dividing cereal grams of sugar per the serving serving size in grams. So basically, you know, that's a bunch of words that says if if it's tw- 0.21 or less, the cereal bl- the cereal is considered below the sugar limit. Anything higher than that is considered unhealthy. So pretty much every one of the cereals we're trying today is considered unhealthy. So Captain Crunch is one of the highest sugary cereals at 17 grams or 0.45, which is more than double the healthiness rating per per the CACFP. And Lucky Charms is number two. And then Frosted Flakes is number three. So as you would guess, there's so much sugar in these cereals. And this is, again, why I think not only are millennials being healthier, but I think just people in general are considering health being a factor and sugar is not something that people want to be putting in their bodies. So, and then the last stat that I had real quick was that, you know, I, again, I've brought this up with other ones. It's just looking at ranker and its studies, you know, does surveys of, of people and their favorite things. And according to ranker, Cereal is actually the number 14 ranked breakfast food. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. Where where would you think it would be in terms of, you know, breakfast foods? Um, you would, if you had to, you know, I should have asked you this before, but where would you, where would you put it in? Not for you, but just thinking about people. I mean, I guess, I guess, are you breaking down like eggs as one, like, an omelet yeah. is another or is is eggs like I think like scrambled eggs is one and but then like is an like, omelet is another is like over easy egg is that also a scrambled probably, egg or like probably put that oh in. I mean I guess that's about right then because if you really think about it like okay bacon's probably one uh, you know maybe uh, french toast is number two or pancakes is number two. You know, you have waffles. You have all of these, yeah. like, things that are prepared. So, yeah, I mean, it's not surprising that it's so low. Yeah. So, uh, I'll run you through the top 13 above it. Uh, you listed a couple of them. So, Belgian waffles are number one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Followed by pancakes at number two. Now... Bacon is number three. The interesting thing with how Ranker does it is you can upvote and downvote things. Yeah. And so bacon actually has the highest amount of votes up, but it also has a pretty significant amount of votes down. So mm. a lot of people somehow don't like bacon, which I think are crazy. Well, I gotta um, I gotta admit, if I had the choice between sausage and bacon, I would pick sausage. Because bacon you have really? to eat so much bacon to I feel like to feel full that you don't feel good about eating all of that bacon. So there is like from a protein level and an actual like get me full. Now the flavor of bacon is amazing. But yeah. like from an actual, you know, intake and, you know, consumption, eh, it's a meh for me. 
You know, I was actually kind of judging you for a second there because I'm like, bacon is is better than sausage. And while I generally agree with that, and I think bacon is one of the best meats ever because it can go with everything and every meal uh, or almost every meal, I would say that I do tend to lean, like if, if it's a eggs, potatoes, and you know, meat for breakfast, I probably tend to go sausage more than, than bacon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, so it's like, fair. here's my equivalent to it. Like, you could have a, you know, a, a half pound or a third pound, you know, patty of burger. Or you could have, like, what we had when we had the McDonald's little, you know, cheeseburger. Like, that's essentially yeah. the amount of meat that you're getting with your bacon. Or you yeah. can have a nice big thing of sausage. Like, it's true. I, I would prefer, if it was a massive pound of, of bacon great I'll, I'll take that but i think i'll also be sick from it but yeah. um you know i i would also i don't know if i'd always pick ham over bacon but you know sausage i i just think would be the pick yeah. there so that's sorry that's we fair. transgress no we're, we're no, going that's way okay. off the rails well well i'll just finish this this list here so number four is french toast Five is hash browns. Six is scrambled eggs. Seven, kudos to these people, fruit. Mm, wow. Um, wow. This, this Not seems even like, like fruit a... And go, fruit and yogurt. Like just straight no, fruit. No, just fruit. Just fruit. This one is weird to me. I don't know why it made the list, but it's eggs with bacon, um, which I think is kind of cheating because yeah, it's cheating. a combination of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but toast is number nine. Omelet is number ten. Yeah, you can't cinnamon eat. roll. Ooh, is number eleven. I think. Bagels twelve. You're getting into the bread category okay, here. Okay. Croissant is thirteen, and then number fourteen is cereal. With an honorable mention here, which I think is good, it's on the list. Number fifteen is orange juice, because if, when you think about breakfast foods, I mean, I know it's. It's a liquid it's a juice but it also like it's synonymous with breakfast i might even put that in front of cereal but i was surprised that cereal was that far down i would have put it maybe i don't know with some people are really passionate about cereal and i feel like i would have put it in the five to ten range for those people or for mo- for what i thought most people yeah would i don't like. i don't know how many people you, or how many you would list that in front of those the problem yeah that's when true. you're when that's you're getting point. so granular down to like eggs or scrambled eggs like that's and the specific meat and you know that's when it's hard yeah yeah so i i think it's time brian let's let's uh skip into some friendship tests we just become best friends yep all right justin so i i dove into the dealer's choice already and i went with the corn pops from kellogg's because that's something that I've actually I used to have uh, fair, fairly regularly when I was young. Uh, okay. So you know, it, it kind of took me back a little bit. Again, a little underwhelming. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if my taste buds are just more sophisticated than what they were as a kid. But man, I thought I thought those were better at, as when I was a kid. Yeah, I. I remember I can actually weirdly taste the pops, even though I didn't choose that as my dealer's choice. They just have a unique flavor to them, but 
I never really was a big fan of them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Some of them, some of these series, I'm just like, meh. I don't yeah. know why. But I will say it's funny. Um, just a side note: when I when you brought these and and dropped them off at my house, I brought them in, and I told Alyssa, my wife. And I said, you know, we got our cereal episode tomorrow, so we got all our cereal. He's like, well, let me see, let me see. And so she proceeds to open up all of the cereal and looks at each one of them and says, go grab me a, a Sharpie. I'm like, why? Because I'm going to mark the ones that I want. <laughs> because so she's marked all of these. And I was actually really surprised. Like she was like, ew. She actually wrote ew on some of them. Uh, um but uh, but pops were one of them that she put a heart next to, and I was really shocked. That was one that I would have never guessed that people liked. But yeah, I guess they obviously do. I I ate the whole serving size for that one. Oh just, wow! Just because I felt like I needed to finish it anyways. But uh, in terms yeah. of you know, you talk about your wife's favorites of this collection. What's your just overall favorite cereal? So I would say that there's there's two that fall into this category. One, my favorite of all time was when I probably last ate cereal and I was like relatively into it and maybe middle school or high school. I don't know. And it was Reese's puffs. Reese's puffs are easily the best cereal. It's a mix of chocolate and peanut butter. It, when I first had it, I, that was the first cereal, maybe not the first cereal. It's not the first cereal but one of the first cereals that I just loved and would always ask for um, if my mom ever was getting cereal. So that would be my, my one. Now I can't go and say that uh, or leave this category without giving honorable mention to uh, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms are a childhood favorite of mine. Actually, they are my dealer's choice. I'm about to indulge my with some of this. Uh, there's just something special about eating. You eat through all of the bad, the bad pieces to get to the marshmallow, and then the marshmallows are just amazing. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you how how you were going to eat. Was it going to be the marshmallows first, or the the I don't know, Coke I mean, uh, oat rings I'm, first? Oh my gosh, there's this is this is night and day compared to what we were just trying like luck lucky charms are they're just good but anyway i'm eating them together which is great um i will as we go throughout this podcast i'll probably eat um just the marshmallows and re remind myself how that was but there was something about the re that reward with it and also um i i uh, apparently I, I have to pause every time that i say lucky charms because i used to call them yucky farms when i was a kid and and that's like the first thing that comes to my mind every time i see lucky charms is yucky farms but i actually liked them um not that they were yucky when i was younger but uh easily one of the best best cereals ever made in my opinion what now, about you now I, before we move on to what my favorites are i, I will say that I'm looking at the amount of total sugar in all of these serving, you know, these single serving boxes and pouches and Lucky Charms, although you'd think that with all of that sugar, you know, because it's like 
the marshmallows themselves are just straight sugar. It's actually like middle of the pack in terms of the total amount of sugar. It, it's only ele- to find the- 11 grams and, you know, Honey Nut Cheerios, 11 grams. Fro- fr- uh, Frosted Cheerios, 10 grams. Golden Grams, 11 grams. Trix is 10 grams. Cocoa Puffs is, is 11. Now, I, I come over to kind of the shocker that that almost didn't even taste like sugar, but the Cocoa Krispies have 15 grams of sugar in them. Yeah. That's now, amazing. Yeah. The, the serving sizes are like, I think I found this, and maybe they're different from what you we're looking at or what we're referencing, but... But sometimes it's it's per total grams, and sometimes the grams vary in serving size. So, um, whereas like sugar might look different or look heavier on one, they've manipulated these things so that oh, sometimes the, yeah. the number yeah. of grams are yeah. lower. Technically, higher. technically on the uh, Cocoa Krispies, you're getting 39 grams in your single serving box, as opposed to the rest of them are about 27 grams. Yeah. Um, there's about 32, yeah, for the pouches. So, yeah, yeah I guess I guess you're right. You're kind of doing a little bit more manipulation. But, uh, okay, yeah. so, so back to the question, though. My favorite would have to be, and I mentioned this earlier, peanut butter crunch. Has to be my favorite. What My go-to when I was a kid, probably the, the cereal that I would eat nowadays if I – you know were to go buy some cereal that would be one of them frosted flakes is up there um as an honorable mention if i if i need to it's my kind of go-to for the continental breakfast because typically they have frosted flakes or some type of of you know whatever variation that might be and then kind of a weird one would be like raisin brand or raisin brand crunch technically is is i think my my yeah. favorite um of those that that is another honorable mention in what i would assume is a little bit more healthy but having a little bit of that fruit i do like to add fruit to my cereal when it's you know the cheerios or honey nut cheerios i like to to have that obviously i don't think i would ever add fruit to some of these sugary mixtures or or chocolate or anything like that but you know the cheerios honey nut cheerios raisin bran i would i would definitely add some fruit to to my bowl if i had the opportunity yeah i was the weird kid that liked raisin bran growing up too um everybody else liked a lot of the sugar ones now i always liked lucky charms but raisin bran was one i have i have some love for have you I mean you were talking about the peanut butter was it peanut butter crunch? Yep. Have you had Reese's puffs? Nope. Oh. Do you I mean it's probably better you don't have it because you might get addicted to it because it's it's twice as good as as the uh crunch in my opinion. Um cuz you just get the chocolate and Yeah, I don't know if they, I want the chocolate though. Don't know. But don't think of it as the puff as the cuckoo puffs chocolate. Like it's better chocolate it's Reese's chocolate all right all right um well how about in terms of hot versus cold like we're obviously talking about a lot of cold cereal and I've mentioned you know my my affinity for oatmeal but 
do you have a take on the cold or the hot versus cold cereals? I would choose cold over hot. I am not an oatmeal fan, uh, really at all. Uh, I've tried it many a times. It just is mush to me. I mean, when you think about what a lot of cereal companies really pride themselves in, I mean, some of them, Captain Crunch is a perfect example where they're like the crunch stays right. And it's, it's about the crunchiness of cereal with the milk. Oatmeal is literally the opposite of that. It's just mush. And I never quite understood the appeal to it. So I, I have never been a, a hot cereal, if you would, if you consider oatmeal that, and I I would rather take a, a regular cereal. Yeah. How about you? Uh, you're on the other I, side. I'm 50-50. I could go either way. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd eat oatmeal just straight by itself. Like, kind of like Cheerios or, or some of those, like, super healthy, almost no sugar added. I need a little bit of sugar in there or, or fruit or some type of flavor in there. Not a grits guy at all. Don't like grits. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, Brian. So... When when do you eat, you alluded to this a little bit, but when do you eat cereal? When is it even acceptable to eat cereal? Uh, I, I will only eat cereal at breakfast time. I'm not a not a have cereal for dinner, or lunch, or anything like that. It's only breakfast time. If I'm gonna if I'm in a pinch and I need something fast for breakfast or excuse me for dinner or lunch, it's probably gonna be popcorn. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Which was an episode uh, for us. That it was. Yeah. So, uh, well, before I forget, I did dig into the Frosted Flakes. Uh, I don't get why people like it. It's boring. Really? To it. Wow. Yeah. So you've done yeah. two dealer's choices. I have. And I may do a third. <laughs> but I, but at the, the, the Frosted Flake, I was just curious. And I was, I actually decided, I was like, well, because this was one of the ew boxes that Alyssa wrote on. And um, I was like, all right, well, I, if I just end up wasting this whole box, that's no big deal. So I just poured the milk right in the bag. I've also been eating the cereal with my hands. So, <laughs> you know, that's where we are um, as a podcast. But, yeah, so I, I was not a, uh, a huge fan of that one. So I, might, I may dig into some cinnamon toast crunch, but, but I'm not sure yet. Um, but, yeah, so for me – the the time that you can eat cereal is only breakfast. But I actually have a pretty hard and fast rule, uh, or mostly hard and fast. I will make exceptions from time to time. But you can only eat breakfast at breakfast. I'm not going to eat eggs and bacon or eggs and sausage and potatoes or whatever. I'm not going to eat pancakes for dinner. I'm not going to do it for lunch. Mm. At a certain point, mm. the day shifts and i am in lunch mode or i'm in dinner mode and lunch and dinner can vary i'm i'm open to that but breakfast stays in breakfast and cereal falls in that category and i, I know a lot of people that eat it for for dinner or dessert and i just I don't quite get it yeah i i disagree sorry i have a mouthful of cereal but that's <laughs> fair i disagree um, you can eat breakfast food at any point in time Whatever time of the day you want to eat it, you can eat it. Now, I will agree 
some of those like sausage and and you know full breakfast meals are very hearty and that's what I think makes them easily you know consumable at other times of the day because I will find myself sometimes I eat you know a, a big breakfast that whether it be eggs and sausage and toast and and um, you know a little bit of fruit or whatever it might be that's a lot of food for me to eat during breakfast and so then I'm not even hungry so that's why I find it completely acceptable to do that later in the day so yeah I guess I guess I I just there's so many better foods out there than cereal and and breakfast I mean breakfast I and this mm. partly comes from me I think breakfast is the weakest of the three meals so mm. if I'm gonna make it be you need to make better breakfast food, then. you need to make better breakfast I've had good breakfasts I'm, I don't hate breakfast I just think lunch and dinner is better no so no no I'll, no well Okay. Agree to disagree on a topic that's not even our topic today. So, <laughs> uh, back to our topic. In terms of how you disperse or, or get your cereal ready, do you add yeah. the cereal to the bowl first or the milk to the bowl first? Yeah, so we probably should have hit this on first because this is a one of the biggest debates you know, almost to the level of do you wear socks in bed um, <laughs> type debate that uh, if you lean one way or the other, it's it could put you in an island. For me, it is a no-brainer. It is you put in the cereal first and then the milk. What yep. about you? Same. Okay, Same. good. All right, we're safe. I, I did have some stats on this. So 89% do exactly like we do. We're the majority. Um, 7% pour the milk before the cereal, which those are the crazy people. And then 4% just eat cereal dry, which I also think is... It's not crazy. I think some people just don't like the mix of milk and, and whatnot. But um, So that's a little less crazy to me, but the why? Why would you pour the milk? There's no justification for pouring milk in beforehand. I don't understand. You you don't know the proportions yet, and yeah, I don't know. It's, I, just, I don't know. it's ridiculous. To me. I I can't I can't speak to if those people. If you're a milk truther out there and you're listening and you pour before you pour milk before the cereal, then please reach out to us and explain to us why, because I I I, I can't even think of a reason why it makes no sense now here's another question that's not even on our list would you use some other type of liquid before eating dry cereal or would you just eat dry cereal if you didn't have milk um i wouldn't even question it i would just eat dry cereal there's nothing else that should be combined with cereal other than milk yeah now you can vary the milk and and there's different versions of milk that you know we might even get into now but I I just I mean just have milk with it or nothing at all <laughs> that's how I yeah do. I mean I've heard people with water uh, uh, orange juice sometimes are you kidding me <laughs> I've no. heard it I've heard it that's insane no that's 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 even worse than than pouring one way or the other that's yeah. crazy yeah well uh do you drink the milk after I am in the no category for this one really uh i just i 
At no point. I've done it before. I, I have done it before. I have. Uh, I'm a big. I, I, I can't. I guess I can't say I'm a big milk person anymore. But I was for many years of my life. And if you want to do our milk episode, you can go back to one of our early episodes. It's a really good episode. But I'm just not one. I, I just the flavored milk to me. I mean, you're a flavored guy, right? Like you, you like chocolate milk. Yep. And I like regular milk. So to me, when you have strawberry flavors within the milk, I'm less interested. Um, so I actually don't. I it was just like torture almost as a kid to drink some of the milks because I hated it. But I think some of my parents would sometimes be like, "No, you have to finish the milk," and I hate it. Just tortured me. Hmm. Yeah. I I, I won't always drink it. Again, going back to I'm a temperature kind of guy. So like if it's been sitting out for a while and like it took me a while to get through my cereal and it's a little bit warmer, I probably won't drink it. But if it's nice and cold milk and maybe it's got a little bit of flavor, I, I won't, won't, you know, I'll dabble. Okay. So I have two things to, to comment based off that. So one is a stat. So according to to BuzzFeed on this, 52% always drink the milk, which I thought was quite high. I, I didn't think it would be that high. But yeah, always 52%. is a strong, strong yeah. word. 27%, which I think is your category, is only with certain cereals. Yep. You know, maybe the certain environment. They, yep. they yep. reference Cocoa Pops as an example. But um, 18% is my category, which is no, uh, just we don't do it. And then the 3% for this question was that they eat it dry so they're not dealing with that thing but the one the one question that you talked about it being cold um, one of the questions is do you put ice in milk which is similar to would you use different different things but would you put ice in cereal to keep it cold no okay good because that would also be crazy 95% of the people in this survey which was almost 350,000 people said that that's insane to do that um but two percent said yes it makes it extra cold huh okay um uh weird i think yep yep all right so if if time allows it brian i have a quick slogan quiz for you i mean yeah sure i'm going to that's fine it's a it's a fun topic yeah. Um, so I'm going to read you a slogan, you and the listeners. We'll see, you know, maybe the listeners will be quicker than you. I'm going to read you some pretty prominent slogans here. So, you know, try not to look at any of the uh, the cereal cans here. Look away uh, or the containers. But I'm going to read you a slogan. You have to name the brand. They're going to get progressively harder, uh, or at least in my opinion, a little bit harder. The brand or the 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 type of the the br- the brands are all notable brands, but the slogans get a little bit more dated or obscure as they go. Okay. But I think most of these are pretty easy. Okay. So, all right. The first one is two scoops of raisins. Uh, raisin bread. Yep. The breakfast of champions. Wheaties. Yep. They're magically delicious. Uh. Lucky oh, this one was yes. Okay, good. I was gonna say that one's an easy one. Uh, they're great. Frosted flakes. Yep. 
Snap, crackle, pop. Rice Krispies. Yep. Okay, now we get into the little bit harder. The taste you can see. The taste you can see. Um, taste you can see. Wow. I remember this one. I have no clue. So it's actually one of the ones we have here. We didn't dig into it, but it's cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, is the taste? Oh, you can see it. yeah, because you yeah. have the little stripes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then the last two are. This is a classic one. Kid tested, mother approved. Um, it's not tricks. Kid tested, mother approved. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Apple Jacks? Apple Jacks. No. Uh, good guess, but it is kicks. Oh, along the same line. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say I was pretty close. And then the last one, this is a, a flashback to maybe some of our older listeners. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Jeez. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. How is that a slogan? So it was like a slogan on, it was a really popular commercial that this kid who didn't like anything, he would he would eat this cereal. And so it was, I always thought it was the other way around. I thought it was, hey, Mikey, he likes it. And people used to say this about me when I was younger. Hmm. Um, uh, Captain Crunch? It is life. Uh, life hmm. One of the bland ones. Forgot about them. Uh, but yeah, so that's that is uh, that's the quick quiz. You did pretty good. Uh, the only, easy ones. Got, the, the bat. Yeah, the, the easy ones, ones you got. I did leave. I did leave some of the uh, the ones that had the name in them. Um, I figured you would know. You were cuckoo for blank. Mm. Um, yeah. Like some of those were pretty easy. So, yeah. um, but you did pretty good. All right. Well, we're well over time we're full off of sugar and cereal so let's get into some delusional thinking you really are crazy all right justin what do you got all right so staying in the cereal world that we have been living in would you rather be the tricks rabbit who is always chasing but never seems to catch the cereal or on the flip side you are the lucky charms leprechaun who is always being chased for his cereal so where where would you find yourself would you rather be the the rabbit or the the leprechaun okay so the tricks rabbit is is looking for the the amazing shapes that this tricks comes in and yeah. he's looking for the cereal the lucky charms guy the leprechaun he's already got his marshmallows and people are just trying to take them from him right because it feels as though the rabbit is never going to catch the tricks because tricks are for kids and he will never get them it's going to be this endless cycle yeah 
So yeah. it is hard for me to say that that is more appealing than having the Lucky Charms with you. You could potentially be eating them as you go. Yes, people are chasing you for them, but when you're done and and you want to be done with the the charms, you can just let people catch you. I guess I guess that's a fair point. So that that's uh, where I'm going to go. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a, a deeper level to this, which is, do you want to be almost? I mean, this isn't a deep level, but do you want to be the thief, or do you want to be the wealthy person that is literally sitting on your riches and constantly stressed out and alert because there's kids that are literally after all of your 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 life uh your life's work which is his marshmallows um and his cereal um it, it it's tough uh i i think that the the leprechaun would probably be pretty uh he'd probably have a pretty rough rough life whereas the tricks guy i mean granny he's or, or, or tricks rabbit he's he can on the you mentioned you know when you want to give up you could just give up with with the a leprechaun but with the rabbit you can also just give up and when you give up you just live your normal life yeah right? but but you don't have your your goal though you sure. never you never You'll obtained fall. your goal yeah the, yeah yes you have leprechaun, to live with that the leprechaun already had his goal and he he reached he got his marshmallows and he got yep. so many of them that now people want them so he already obtained everything that he wanted in life. The, the tricks rabbit has not. So I'm going Leprechaun. You're right. I'm still uh, staying with Leprechaun. I, 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 I will say the biggest factor with all of this, and maybe this is because it's fresh on my mind because I just ate the cereal, but Lucky Charms are darn good. <laughs> and I think being able, even if it's – I think he lives a da more dangerous lifestyle – because he is constantly on in defense mode, but he does. You made a good point. He does get to eat the cereal while he waits for people to get him. <laughs> so I feel like I, I actually am going to lean on your side for this. I'm going to be the leprechaun. And um, while there's some normalcy to the tricks rabbit lifestyle that you could lean back on, I like I like the uh, leprechaun's life. I, I think I'm going with him too. Wow! After all that, we agreed. I know, I know. Well, uh, well, I, I think you know, as as with many of these episodes, I I have I'm hungry now. I'm hungrier. Like satisfied my need for more food now. Oh yeah, I'm full. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually not. Full, but I also didn't eat an entire box of cereal. I only tried little samples of each of these. So, well, you got some um, eating to do then. I, I'm, I'm, I know, I know. I got some work to put on, put in on this. But, uh, but thank you for for all of the listeners on on uh, this episode, episode seventy nine of the Quest for One Hundred. And um, you know, if you haven't already, most of you have. But if you haven't already, subscribe to us wherever you're you're listening. You'll get that little bell, that notification when we go live with the new episode every Thursday. And uh, and if you're not already, follow us on Twitter at Quest for 100 or Facebook 
or at quest for 100 and facebook at quest for 100 podcast and instagram at quest for 100 podcast all right well uh i'm full justin's not he's gonna go (laughs) eat another meal uh until next time on the quest for 100 (laughs) 